Hey, good day, friends. How are you? I hope you're having a, a great start to your week. And I wonder, do you consider uh, Monday the start of the week or Sunday? Because I always kind of viewed Sunday as kind of a transition day. And even more so now that I, I think about um, what we do on Sundays and how it is uh, not the necessarily the main event for the week, but a sharpening point where we can come together and bring what we have to share. Um, and then for me, the week starts on Monday. I, I love Mondays. It feels like a, a fresh start, a new beginning. I know a lot of people don't like Mondays, have to go back to work, whatever. Um, but uh, I love it. You get to, you get to dream what the week's going to be like and, and vision it out and make it what you want it to be. So I always wonder about that. Do you consider Monday or Sunday the start of the week? I, and good morning, Angie. Angie says definitely Monday. Yeah, definitely Monday for me too. Uh, you live what you do. Mondays are exciting. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Live what you do. Mondays are exciting uh, for sure. All right. Yesterday, we were supposed to go live and uh, we we're going to, I was going to do a teaching on dominion, uh, but uh, Holy Spirit was just moving uh, in our service yesterday morning. And we really felt it necessary to just stay in the space of worship and uh, really explore what it was that, that God was breaking open for us in that time. And so uh, we started to go live and then realized uh, after that point that, we had to make a shift, and so uh, we didn't we didn't uh, do this teaching yesterday, and so we're going to do it today. Uh, hey, John. So it should be fun. Um, yesterday was an exciting time because we got to start looking at Dominion from a space of worship and uh, really taking hold of of what it is that God has for us, and this is. This is an important uh, topic, and, and we're going to talk about the significance here in just a minute. Um, but we have to understand that taking dominion is something that we're having to do. Rather than simply exercising the dominion that uh, we already have access to and that we're already supposed to possess, we're, we're having to take it back because we have... We've abdicated that dominion to the enemy. The enemy didn't usurp it from us because that's not possible. It's impossible for him to uh, usurp the dominion from the king of kings and, and from uh, the, the children of God. We can only abdicate that to him. We can only give it up and say, here it is. And so... Uh, we have to take it back. And, and so that's part of what I want to talk about today. Uh, I also want to talk about what dominion looks like originally, how that translates to us. And so we're going to get into that here in a minute. Uh, looking at the definition of dominion, I, I love to define things uh, because it kind of sets some parameters, uh, keeps you um, not necessarily boxed in, but keeps you uh, within some guidelines, right? It lets you know what kind of some left and right limits are. 
right? And so if you don't define something, it's just kind of open and it, it can be either taken too far or can cause uh, some to be just paralyzed and not move at all because they don't understand what the boundaries are. And so I like to look at definitions. So the definition of dominion, there's three that I, I focused in on. And the first one is the power or right of governing and controlling, and that's sovereign authority. And so this is this is an important definition to understand. It's, it's the power or right of governing and controlling. And when we talk about the kingdom and we talk about kingdom government, this is something that uh, we have uh, uh, control over. Right. We are we are supposed to be exercising kingdom form of government here on earth and taking dominion here. And that, that's not dominion over other people. Right. They are also new creations. They are also ones that carry with them authority. Right? And the second one is lands or domains subject to sovereignty or control. And. Uh, lands or domains, again, this is this is the perfect example of what it is we actually have dominion over. That's land, realms, uh, not just domains. When we think about domains and we say that word, we can think realms at the same time. And the third one had to do with government. It's a, a territory constituting a self-governing commonwealth and being one of a number of such territories united in uh community in a community of nations. And when I read that, I, I got to thinking a lot about the church. I got to thinking a lot about um, our, our, our little bodies uh, in, in different cities and in different areas of the world and how we are all part of uh, the bigger church or we are all members uh, in that body and the bride of Christ. And so we all share that, but we need to be exercising dominion in, in taking back uh, territory and things that belong to the kingdom that we have let go of. And for whatever reason, um, that's what's happened. And so if we're going to talk about the King of Kings, which is the series that we're in, we need to understand dominion, right? It's vitally important when we release the kingdom uh, of the King of Kings onto the earth that we understand dominion. We understand what it is that we have access to. And so you'll, you'll hear me ask the question in, in many different ways. And, and this comes up every single week is I'm always looking at why is this important? Why is this important to me? Why is it important to you? And without the context of significance to you, uh, to your calling, to the world or uh, humanity or even the church, how are you going to internalize what is being presented to you? I, I can be here on this live and you could be on a live. Uh, anybody else representing Unedited, unedited life can be on a live or standing in the podium on Sunday teaching, but unless you catch what is being taught and internalize it, there's not going to be any significance for you. And there's not likely to be any transformation. There's not likely to be any change in your life if it's taught, but you don't catch. 
you know, we can throw it out there, uh, but without the context of significance, uh, what's driving you to take what is presented and go even to Holy Spirit and, and talk to him and say, uh, what on earth is this person talking about? Right. If you can't even uh, internalize what's being presented to even take it to that level, what what is going to push you to take action on the other side? So why is it important for us to understand uh, the dominion of the king of kings and how that translates to us as his image bearers? Right? Because as it, it speaks to uh, the nature you receive from God in the very beginning, right? From the very beginning, it speaks to that nature. This is why it's important for us to understand this. And as I was thinking through this, I, I thought about what's modeled for us with fathers and with family growing up. And I started thinking about uh, different things that we see, have seen growing up. Right? We see a lot of dysfunction and it's it dysfunction in so many different ways. Like uh, we could see uh, fathers and mothers split and the family divorced from each other. And, and there's this separation there that is put between child and one parent or both parents. We can see dysfunction where uh, mothers and fathers don't split up, but there's, there's fighting and there's trauma there in the form of, uh, physical abuse or mental abuse. And, and even that takes on so many different forms, the, 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 the mental and emotional abuse. And so we see these things modeled in family and we see them modeled in fathers. And then we want to take that and apply it to the kingdom, apply it to the kingdom family. We want to apply that to our heavenly father. And that, that gives us a wrong idea of, of the nature that we carry as his image bearers. It gives us uh, an idea that plays out in, in a lesser than form because now we don't exercise dominion because we don't understand the reality of who we are as his image bearers. We don't understand what it is that we carry already just by coming from the very nature of God and who he is. And so we need to understand dominion. And you need to understand the significance that it plays to you personally and how it uh, affects your life, how it affects your calling, how it affects your, your metron, those, those people you, you have uh, contact with, those people you possibly have influence of. Right. You're you're an influencer one way or the other. Just Metron's different sizes. Right. And you, you need to understand that. It's that that's also part of the nature of who you are is being an influencer. And so if we don't understand who we are, we don't understand the dominion that we have, uh, which is uh, some sovereign authority with that. It's going to be hard to get anything done. It's going to be hard. We're going to continue to see uh, uh, losses. You know, we're going to continue to have uh, unrest and chaos, and not the 
not the holy chaos that we, we see uh, described in the throne room, an unholy chaos that is brought into our camps, that's brought into our homes and our families and our friends. We have to be able to stand up, take back our dominion, not let it go and exercise it. Right? We, we just can't continue to uh, allow things to happen. We can't continue to be reactive. We need to be proactive. And so when we start talking about dominion, we have to look at, uh, that's, that's a great question. How are you exercising your dominion? And that is a question I have that's going to come up later. Um, to start looking at dominion, I, I like to start every thought, every conversation, uh, every uh, teaching from uh, from the hub, from the center, which is Jesus. And even more so what he did on the cross. And looking at dominion, the genesis of dominion uh, in, in our new creation reality is the cross. And the genesis of dominion is also in the beginning. Right in in the very beginning, when the the conversation was being had and and, and uh, Father, Son, and Spirit were were laying out vision for what creation was going to be like, and they were counting the cost of what it was going to take to not just have union with you originally, but what it was going to take to restore union, knowing what was going to happen, and they were counting the cost of what they were going to have to go through at our hands to bring us back into that union, to make sure that we were set up to have dominion once again. And in a, in a completely, uh, what I, I would like to say is a greater measure of dominion. And we're going to look at, at Genesis 1 here in a minute. But when you look at that dominion, it speaks of earthly things. When we look at dominion, stretches out into the, the unseen realm. Daniel 14 says, and to him was given dominion glory and a kingdom that all the peoples, nations, and men of every language might serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion, which will not pass away. And his kingdom is one which will not be destroyed. And that's Daniel 7, 14. I love that verse because it speaks of the dominion of Jesus and it tells that it is everlasting. It will never end. Never. Right. Just because you don't have the goosebumps that says um, he's next to you, he's still next to you. Just because you can't 
uh, jingle the keys in your hand doesn't mean you don't possess the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Just because you can't see the unseen realm doesn't mean you don't have authority there as a child of God. We have to be able to understand what on earth it is that we're talking about here when it comes to dominion. We have to understand the genesis of the dominion, right? Where it comes from for us and what forms. Without this understanding, we're just going to continue to fall back into these, these uh, patterns of behavior that we come up on a high, right? We, we think we're, or, or, or we feel the closeness to God, but as soon as the feeling goes away, we drop back down we don't exercise dominion. We don't take hold of the authority that is naturally ours because of who we are. And we just kind of spiral and we just let things happen to us. We let things happen to the people around us. We let things happen in the environment without taking hold of it and being responsible and standing up and saying, yes, I am my brother's keeper. And, and I don't, I, I am not going to let things happen to the people around me. I'm not going to let things just simply happen to my family. It's not going to work. It doesn't work for me anymore. On or what? Am I still on? Am I back? Okay. All right. It cut out here for, for a second, so I wasn't sure if I was still on. Okay, so how's that uh, dominion translated to us? Uh, what is it that is applied to us as ones who have been uh, co-crucified, co-resurrected, and are now co-seated with Christ? The answer is everything. What is applied to us is everything. You have access to the entire kingdom. You have access to all the, the as Angie likes to say, all the power tools in the garage. Right, kids? Let's go play. But do we actually believe that? I, I don't know. I look around and I, I question whether or not even I believe that sometimes. When I start to get into that cycle of just letting things happen, oh, don't feel him right now. So, well, these things are happening over here. That sucks. I'm just going to sit here and watch it. And no, he's still there. You're still co-seated, right? So what's applied to us? Everything. Um, Luke 10, 19 says, now you understand that I have imparted to you all my authority to trample over his kingdom. You will trample upon every demon before you and overcome every power Satan possesses. Absolutely nothing will be able to harm you as you walk in this authority. And I think that's that could be another thing that, that keeps us 
from from exercising this authority and taking back the dominion that it's ours naturally. Right? It is this fear that uh, somehow we're going to be harmed, and and usually what that comes down to is uh, harm of reputation, and so. Um, we have to be able to let that go. We can't, we can't let uh, reputation be something that is, is keeping us from, from exercising our dominion. And we're going to, we're going to talk about this here in a minute. I want to read Psalm eight. And yes, we are jumping around a lot to some different scriptures, uh, but Psalm eight. It says, Lord, your name is so great and powerful. People everywhere see your splendor. Your glorious majesty streams from the heavens, filling the earth with the fame of your name. You have built a stronghold by the songs of babies. Strength rises up with the chorus of singing children. The kind of praise has the power to shut Satan's mouth. Childlike worship will silence the madness of those who oppose you. This is another reason that shifting yesterday was so important to just stay in that space of worship. Because when we come like children, just praising, just simply worshiping with the motive to absolutely just worship and just praise. That's it. With that purpose and with that motive, he builds a stronghold by our songs. Strength rises up with the chorus of our singing. That kind of praise has the power to shut Satan's mouth. You won't be able to hear him accuse you. You won't be able to hear any of the, the accusations or the dirt that's slung around. You won't be able to hear those things. Because that childlike worship will silence the madness of those who oppose God. See how powerful that is? See how powerful that worship is to take back uh, the dominion that's yours? It belongs to you. Take it back. Don't let somebody else have it. Verse 3 says, look at the splendor of your skies, your creative genius glowing in the heavens. When I gaze at your moon and your stars, mounted like jewels in their settings, I know you are the fascinating artist who fashioned it all. But when I look up and see such wonder and workmanship above, I have to ask you this question. Compared to all this cosmic glory, why would you bother with puny mortal man or be infatuated with Adam's sons? It's a good question, right? For the one who created the entire cosmos. Why would he be so infatuated with us? Why would he be so enamored with you? Verse five. Yet what an honor you have given to men, created only a little lower than Elohim, crowned like kings and queens with glory and magnificence. You have delegated to them mastery over all you have made, making everything subservient to their authority. 
placing earth itself under the feet of your image bearers. All the created order and every living thing of the earth, sky, and sea, the wild beasts and all the sea creatures, everything is in submission to Adam's sons. Lord, your name is so great and powerful. People everywhere see your majesty. What glory streams from the heavens, filling the earth with the fame of your name. I love this. Verse six says, you have delegated to them mastery over all you have made, making everything subservient to their authority, placing earth itself under the feet of your image bearers. God has delegated to you mastery over all he has made, making everything subservient to your authority, placing earth itself under your feet as his image bearer. Pretty incredible stuff. When he says delegated there, that means to send or appoint a person as a a deputy or representative. That's the definition. If you go look it up. If you, if you listened at all on Friday, you know that Angie talked about being ambassadors and that's exactly what this is. That's exactly what this speaks to. So what do we do with that? I I think it's important to examine uh, what we've done with dominion in order to rightly answer what we do with it, right? And and we know we've squandered it and allowed the enemy to have it, right? That that's that is what we've done through abdicating dominion. We have to come back and be the gates, right? Uh, the obstacles. What are the, what are these, some of the obstacles standing in our way? And we talked about some of these a few minutes ago. Unbelief. That's a huge one. Unbelief is an obstacle that stands in our way of exercising dominion. We're so comfortable here in our our Western world that unbelief becomes a problem. We have access to so much. There is abundance all around us. And we often don't even realize it or recognize that it is abundance. Because most of us have never seen lack, real real lack. And, and so we have an unbelief problem. We, we fail to turn to God first. Uh, there, there's powers and, and principalities and strongholds. We know this. We know that there's these things that are set up to keep us quiet. There are these things that are set up to keep us put down. And that is is a direct influence from the unseen realm into the seen realm. We know those things exist. And without taking dominion back, these things are going to continue to reign here. Uh, There is a lack of commitment. We just lack the the follow through to um, spend time with God to, uh, like Angie's been talking about, take these uh, praise breaks to be interruptible enough to uh, be fully committed to what it is God's calling us to. 
there is uh, uh, ego and pride that spring up. And we let these things hold us in situations where uh, we don't want to let go of it because we've, we've built something up or, or some, we, we believe something belongs to us. And God's saying, I need you to let go of that. I need you to loosen the grip on it. I've got something better. Just let go. But our ego and pride keep us holding tight to these things. Another one of these obstacles that stands in our way, and this is a huge one, uh, and I believe, I, I feel like this is right up there with unbelief, and that's fear of man. We, we fear what people are going to say, what they're going to think. And most often, these things have no real effect over us, but we play them up so much in our head that they do. Right? We give voice to these things and we allow them to uh, influence our decisions when in reality they are of no consequence to us. That they don't have any real effect over our lives. But we have a fear of these things and we let it uh, take hold of, of the decisions that we make. We let it influence what it is that we release on earth and what it is that we bind and not let through us as gates. So what are you doing with your dominion? You must be exercising your dominion as a child of God. And this is the, this goes back to the importance of identity. We cannot abdicate our dominion any longer. Right? God released things that he intends to do through us two weeks ago on a Sunday morning, right? And that's going to take you and what you carry. Uh, it's going to take the gifts and talents that you possess. That's uh, going to take you making full agreement with who you are as a child of God and full agreement with uh, the unique name that God calls you and, and commitment uh, as well to your calling, right? We know that when we're talking about identity here and dominion, yes, your name, your calling, those are those are part of your unique identity. But collectively, what we what we have to get back to with identity is being his children, right? Coming of his nature, right? Being his image bearer. Right, so that's what we're talking about here. Um, the name God is calling you is one thing, but uh, uh, the substance of who you are and, and who and understand that you have been born of God. That's what we have to really get close to. So the substance of who you are is God. Right. If we go back to that, that picture of uh, that we get from our own families we don't question right what we have access to in the natural based off uh who we come from from our parents right we know we can see that what we can't see what should be seen first and foremost is through our spiritual eyes and seeing the kingdom and what we have access to through the very nature of who we come from originally. 
your origin. And we, and we talked about this here, uh, I don't know, probably two weeks ago, your origin story. You have to take hold of this and you have to believe that that is originally your origin. That is the nature of who you are as a believer, right? You carry that substance. In Genesis 1, verses 26 to 28, Genesis 1, 26 to 28, then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness and let them rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the sky and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. God created man in his own image in the image of God. He created him male and female. He created them. God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the sky and over every living thing that moves on the earth. This is the, the first dominion that comes with the nature of who you are. I, I don't even want to use the word, this is dominion that was given to you. Because this is just dominion you possess as one who comes from I am, right? Who was born of the breath of God. It's just who you are because you were spoken into existence by him. You could say that you are I am. So you have to remember your origin story. You have to always consider who it is that you are. Because if, if at any point you start to get on that, that cycle of behavior that says, oh, I don't feel him, I'm going to let things happen. Oh, they're happening. Whoa, stop before you get there. The minute you start saying, oh, I don't feel him, I don't see him in the room, that's that's got to be a point where you stop. It has to be uh, um, an all-stop point to say, whoa, what's actually happening here? What's going on in the unseen realm that I need to see? So that as one who was born again of the Spirit, I am a new creation. That I can step in and in the unseen realm, put a stake down that says, not here. This isn't happening. I'm not releasing that onto the earth. That, that won't pass by my gate. What is going to pass is this other thing. Right? Not, not, not the nonsense over here, but the promise. I'm really pushing on identity and continuing to push that over and over again 
Because if you don't believe that you are a child of God, that by the nature and substance of who you are in that capacity carries dominion, carries authority already. then I don't, I don't know what you're going to be able to do. If you continue to sit in unbelief about these things, it's going to be hard to do anything. And here's why. Now you can expect that, yes, Jesus will show up on your behalf. God will move in on your behalf. But I want you to, I want you to think about something and I want you to consider something. And, um, I wasn't, I, I didn't originally have this, uh, section of scripture in, in Matthew 16, um, to use with this, but it, it came up this morning. And so I, I want to share it because this is an important piece to, to say, if, if you're not going to believe this, you're going to have a hard time. So we're going to look at Matthew uh, 16 verses 13 through 20. It says, when Jesus came to Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples this question. What are the people saying about me, the son of man? Who do they believe I am? They answered, they being the disciples answered. Some are convinced you are John the baptizer. Others say you are Elijah reincarnated or Jeremiah or one of the prophets. So the people are a bit confused because they're, they have not been uh, presented right identity up to this point. And so they're confused. They think Jesus is a dead prophet, either uh, a recent one or an old one. They're not sure. But they, they believe he's he's some reincarnated prophet. Because we know John was, uh, you know, um, killed not long before this. He goes on in verse 15. But you, who do you say that I am? Jesus asked. Simon Peter spoke up and said, you are the anointed one, the son of the living God. Jesus replied, you are favored and privileged, Simon, son of Jonah. For you didn't discover this on your own, but my father in heaven has supernaturally revealed it to you. I give you the name Peter, a stone. <clears throat> Excuse me. And this truth of who I am will be the bedrock foundation on which I will build my church my legislative assembly and the power of death will not be able to overpower it. That, that part right there about his legislative assembly is not in every translation, but the truth that he is the Messiah, the son of God, the anointed one, that is the foundation right there on which he's building his church, which he's building us together, right? Under the legislative assembly of the kingdom that we get to release and usher in. And there's nothing that has the power to overcome it. The only thing that has the power to suppress it is us. 
what we choose to let through has the power to suppress, but it does not have, make no mistake, there is no power to overcome it. Verse 19, I will give you the keys of heaven's kingdom realm to forbid on earth that which is forbidden in heaven and to release on earth that which is released in heaven. And then he gave his disciples strict orders not to tell anyone he was God's anointed one. So that right there, when you look at the nature of who you are, right? We looked at the very beginning before God turned the lights on, you had dominion. He was giving it to you. And he proclaimed that and declared it about our nature in Genesis 1. In those verses we read just a few minutes ago. And right here in Matthew 16, we start to see the genesis of our new creation, dominion. He's given us the keys to the kingdom of heaven. We have the authority to release onto earth what we will. We have authority to keep back what we will. And as we abdicate what it is that has been given to us, we're allowing anything to be released. You as a gate are wide open for anything to just flow through. There's no dominion being exercised in that. The dominion and authority comes when you exercise the fact to say that, nope, this isn't allowed through, and that is. I have to be honest, I am absolutely uh, sick and tired of being one that just allows anything to go through. I looked at Psalm 82, 6, and it says, I said you are gods, and all of you are sons of the Most High. The, the Passion Translation says, didn't I commission you as judges saying you are all like gods since you judge on my behalf? You are all like sons of the Most High, my representatives. That, that really encompasses what we've been talking about as those being ambassadors, those who are delegated authority but by nature carry dominion. So how are you using your dominion? How is he wanting to use you right now? How is he wanting to use you tomorrow, this week, the rest of 2022? How is he wanting to use you in 2023? 
if you don't get hold of your dominion and really find out how it is you're using your dominion, and even if you are, answering the question, how is he wanting to use you, is one thing. Actually being able to go out and do that and take action on that, on how it is he's wanting to use you, it's going to be a lot more difficult. You don't do it in your own strength. You don't do it in your own power. You don't do it in your own provision. All of the resources come from heaven. All of the resources come from God. You have to believe who it is that he says that you are as his child. There's a great prayer that Paul gave in Ephesians. It's in Ephesians 1, uh, verses 17 to 23. He says, I pray that the Father of glory, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, would impart to you the riches of the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of revelation to know him through your deepening intimacy with him. I pray that the light of God will illuminate the eyes of your imagination, flooding you with light until you experience the full revelation of the hope of his calling. That is the wealth of God's glorious inheritances that he finds in us, his holy ones. I pray that you will continually experience the immeasurable greatness of God's power made available to you through faith. Then your lives will be an advertisement of this immense power as it works through you. This is the mighty power that was released when God raised Christ from the dead and exalted him to the place of highest honor and supreme authority in the heavenly realm. And now he is exalted as first above every ruler, authority, government, and realm of power in existence. He is gloriously enthroned over every name that is ever praised, not only in this age, but in the age that is coming. And he alone is the leader and source of everything needed in the church. God has put everything beneath the authority of Jesus Christ and has given him the highest rank above all others. And now we, his church, are his body on the earth and that which fills him who is being filled by it today. Jesus Christ has been given the highest rank above all others, and now we are his ambassadors here. We need to believe who it is that he says we are. We need to release that onto the earth. Take back the dominion that is yours by nature and exercise it in what it is that he's calling you into. Exercise it on behalf of the kingdom, on behalf of our Father as his ambassador here. Lord, I thank you for what you're releasing through these people. I thank you that you have awakened them to their nature, that you have awakened them to the dominion that is theirs. I thank you that you are so ready and so willing to instruct us on what that looks like to use it. 
And Lord, I ask that you would just touch hearts and call them, continually call them back to face you, to be face to face with you so that they can better understand what that is, what their dominion is. Let us not forget that all the resources we need, we have access to through you, not in our own strength, but from you as our provider. That we don't need to worry about anything as we go forth as your ambassadors and exercise dominion. I thank you that you are filling us with courage and reminding us that it's not the the fear of man that drives us, but we delight in the fear of you. We delight in the awe and wonder of who it is that you are. Let us continue to be interruptible, to take praise breaks, to just sit, sit there and just be motivated to worship you, to lift you high. Thank you for what you're releasing through us, Father. That we get to represent you, that we get to release the kingdom. Keep us correctable so we steward that well, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, I hope you have a great week. Take this into some time of prayer. Talk to him about your dominion. See what he wants to unfold from that. How is it he wants to use you? Let him show you how to rightly use dominion and how to take it back. Have a great week. Love you all.